0: But Isaiah was a prophet during, from King Uzziah down through various following kings, probably to Manasseh, I guess. And uh, mid 700s. What you have in uh, in the 8th century, mid-700s, Assyria was, had been in the ascendancy for quite a long time, and was hitting stride in its, uh, you might say, its imperial phase of Tiklath-Pileser on forward. And uh, Ju- uh, Judea was at the front end edge of their southern movement into towards Egypt. Um, one of the basic things that the Jews in their weakness they were being punished by God by the Assyrians and they thought okay we'll fix this we'll we'll run off to Egypt we will get Egyptian help and uh, that's what this chapter is addressing woe to the rebellious house said the Lord who carry out a plan but not mine a, that's, a, that's, that's a wonderful phrase for a bumper sticker or something. You have a plan, but not a good one. They have a plan. They're dealing with the problems on the ground. We've got Assyria coming in from the north. We don't have the wherewithal to withstand them. The Assyrians were renowned for their cruelty. cities to surrender to So was an awful, awful uh, uh, enemy, and the Jews, already away from the Lord to some degree, um, depending on who was king, Hezekiah was a good king, others were good, but that sinfulness was ramping up in Judea, and, and it was going to Egypt. He says, you have a meeting, but not if, if basically a process, not with my spirit, you know. You have not settled things with me, you settled things with Egypt, that they may add sin to sin. You set out to go down to Egypt without asking for of my, of my counsel to take refuge in the protection of Pharaoh and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. All was a good idea perfectly sensible. You run the other way through Assyria, you go down to another big nation, they have a long history. It's at the end of Egyptian history. Egyptian history is over at this point in the mid-800, mid-700s. They get taken over by Persia uh, right after this, uh, shortly after this. They're looking at Egypt, wow, big country, big cities, war chariots, you know, big armies. Let's run down there. Therefore, shall the protection of Pharaoh turn to your shame, and the shelter in the shadow of Egypt to your humiliation? For those officials are at Zoan and his envoys reach Hameis, everyone comes to shame through a people that cannot profit them, that brings neither help. Right. God knows what the situation, is. God knows that you decided I'm going to side with the wrong side. I have a plan, but it's not not not, not God's plan. But I can even pick wisely in a protecting nation. It's a uh, period where the Egyptians end up being allies with Assyria against the Neo-Babylonians. And this is how Josiah dies. Pharaoh Necho is going up to fight against the Neo-Babylonians in Tarkovah. And he's called by God to do it. He tells Josiah this. with something that doesn't Because we all do select a direction we go according to what we feel threatens and what we feel rewards. And if, when it says that they may add sin to sin, back the first one, it says you guys are doing this, you have a plan, you make a league to add sin to sin. Sometimes when we're planning, just make a we don't realize that we are laying the groundwork for protection of our baser interests. Well, yeah, I, uh, I really think I, uh, I really want to feel called to that pilot uh, study. Not saying anyone obscure you ever met goes to that well study. So. You don't even tell that to yourself. You have a plan. It sounds like a good plan. It sounds like a wise plan. But it's to add sin to sin. And we don't really know, when we don't really care about the legitimacy of the plan, we're just featuring ourselves as best we can, we don't realize what kind of calamity we're stepping into. It says in the next, I have this oracle section, verse 6 through the end of um, uh, 7. An oracle beast of the Negev. Now, the Negev is in between Judah and Egypt. Okay? Where do you got to go? It's a desert. It's the place of wandering that Moses wandered around the people. They weren't lost there. They knew where they were. They just couldn't get out of it. An oracle and the beast of the Negev. Through a land of trouble and anguish. From where come the lion and the lion, the viper, and They carry their riches on the backs of asses and their treasures on the humps of camels to a people that cannot profit them. He said, Look, you're going through a desert on to camels and asses with all of your loot that you're going to take to Egypt. Not realizing there's all this trouble daring the flying serpents to catch you, the lions to catch you. It's like traveling through Australia. Why does anyone go to Australia? It will kill you. Intends to kill you. And that's how Isaiah is viewing the Negev. You guys, you're jumping over all sorts of hurdles to get at this plan that is not my plan. For Egypt's help is worthless and empty. Therefore, I have called her Rahab who sits still. What? Is that just sort of an inside joke? he's kind of jabbing at it saying is at this point in history is Rahab who sits still. Nothing's going to come of him. Same thing, like the Leviathan is mentioned, and the gods piercing it and putting hooks in its jaws and feeding it and so forth. This was a you you might think it's a well, it's just a metaphor. If you want to meto- have a metaphor for a pagan nation, what would be better than a, a monster of the deep? Others of you believe in the monster of the deep, I intend. God is victorious over it, and Isaiah is looking at the Jews going, why are you going to Egypt? It's not going to do you any good. It's not God's plan. It's not even a smart plan. Now, go, verse 8. Write it before them on a tablet, and inscribe it in a book. And here we are reading it. Centuries later, Northern Idaho, Edge of Civilization, the book, that it may be for the time to come as a witness forever. We are encouraged to look at the Testament, not just here, is that this is this piece of information, people who make plans they think are going to solve their problems, but are really just their own wisdom to protect their, their sense of what they want, like their sin. God has to tell him, no, it's not going to work. No, you should be having something to do with me, not with Egypt. Then he says, write that down because, you know, other people are going to need to know that. Not that it happened, but then with the spiritual lesson that talks about uh, um, in Corinthians about these things in the old scriptures are, are, are warnings to 9, for they are a rebellious people. Lying sons, sons who will not hear the instruction of the Lord, who say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not to us what is right, speak to us smooth sayings, prophesy illusions, leave the way, turn aside from the path, let us hear no more of the Holy One of That's what you want the prophets to say. Because you've got to not only follow your own plan and not God, you've got to shut up the people that keep reminding you of God's plan. How it really is. But it's not Difference of what, who did I ask to be uh, my aid, uh, aid and comfort militarily against Syria? Did I just pick wrongly? And that's not the axis this goes through. It's not Egypt versus an up-and-coming Greek uh, uh, city-state. It's not that. It's something else. It's well, there's a way that things suggest. It says leave the way, turn aside. let okay. see. But it reminds me of my youth because I grew up back in Easton, you know, not everything a the pole road, but the pole roads were there. And their version of freeways, the West likes freeways and the East likes pole roads. Now, have you ever gone on vacation with a family that i actually packed into a car and driven? The best things for kids is when dad said, hey, when Rest stops. Now I don't know if you like rest stops, truck stops, but uh, you have those almost small cities, uh, flying J sort of uh, truck stops. For me, it was effort. I. You're driving this tedious, sitting in the back seat, tedious road trip across the Midwest, and the old. Tourist track that's at a restaurant. What could be better? Eating at a restaurant at a truck stop. Ordering off a menu. Your parents counting up how much it costs to do this. I I was was enamored of rest stops and and truck stops. I, I really, wouldn't it be great just to live here? Just stop and stay. I could always go buy an ashtray with the map of the state of Iowa on it. And it could be so whenever I needed one, or a bullet. That they had bullets. Knives sometimes. Now why are you bring this up though? Well, because we have a view of what will resolve my tedium on the road. And a kid's view, a child's view, a silly view, is isn't it great to stop it for the rest up? And isn't it just getting off the way? You pull off, and they have this point of promise, this great circumstance that is everything your time on the road isn't, sitting in the backseat with your brothers. We want to leave the web. We want to turn aside. But can you imagine, as I was thinking about this image, this fake good life. There's a way it was supposed to follow a path we was supposed to be on. And off to the side, Vanity Fair or just flying jets stuff, up. And first, your child is so you believe that all the great grass and all the picnic tables and all the touristy things you could buy, that they're really, really, really cool. And if you stay off the highway, we will find, eventually, how awful and shallow and pedestrian it all is. But I have a suspicion that the church, what we call the church, turned aside from the way of God a long time ago and decided that the truck stop, we'll just tell everybody the truck stop is the, the goal. To help the This'll do. And we put up with shallow, pedestrian, cheap Japanese non-grows, no offense. To any Japanese people. We're supposed to be on the way. We're supposed to find what it is we're even, what it was the nature of the road we're on for God. Because they want us, they want the prophets to be quiet and not speak of the way. Let them lead the way, turn aside from the path, and not hear any more of God. Therefore, says the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word, and trust in oppression and perverseness, and rely on that, therefore this iniquity shall be to you like a break in a high wall, bulging out, about to collapse, whose crash comes suddenly in an instant. And it's breaking. Like that of a pottery vessel, which is smashed so ruthlessly that among its fragments, not a shirt is found with which to take fire. that we try to set up. Remember, we're trying to pretend that the rest stop is life. The rest stop is is a a place where artificial claims of sustenance and busyness and and health and establishment exist, but it doesn't. You really couldn't live an adequate life. If someone built you a little house on the the end of the rest stop, and every day, every day, breakfast off the menu. And every day you have to walk back for lunch and have a tuna melt, And every day you have to come back for dinner. There's no real grocery store. You can buy snack food maybe. Suddenly you realize this isn't life. It's collapse. It's inevitable. It's not just sin. It's not just, oh, Choose what you want, either the sinful life or the shallowness of the rest of, or pursuit of God. But God says, no, not only is it sin and shallow, it's, it's going to fail. It's like a bulging wall. It's like a, someone taking a, a, a hammer to a piece of pottery and nothing left of the cracked up pottery to even get a little bit of water up in it. They didn't have to Water with this old piece of pottery. Nothing left even that big. Not even that useful. Now. to hear that again um, it's uh In returning and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. It changes the subject. He's not deciding that you know it's really a matter of military might. You shouldn't have trusted Egypt because they're going to fail you. You better go get the Greeks, or you better build up your own military prowess and wait until you have enough armies to challenge Assyria. It's not. In the same ballpark. It's not an axis between powers, it's between ways of life. When it says at the beginning, who carry out a plan, but not mine, the problem with the plan is it's not even in the same subject with me. What is God's plan for you? Wait, wait, wait. Returning and rest, equaling salvation. That's turning back and going back to God. Getting back in the car with your brother and sisters, mom and dad and pulling out of the rest stop because you can't stay there. It might be open 24 hours, but you can't stay there. I wanted to stop at every rest stop, every single one. So do it. You know, drama for LA does things to run into in this passage, and in this century. Those shall be your salvation, those shall be your strength. Now, it's hard to, we're we're so caught up in how worldly You have to learn how to make some sort of way, this is sort of the crisis of where the measurement is, where where what am I drawing a line between running off Egypt for Egypt support when Egypt is not going to give me support not going to be adequate to what I need, and resting in God, uh, in quietness and in trust, that is Hold on, we have...
1: We have, we live in the way. The way
0: you're supposed to be going on is a wonderful place. That only because of my sins do when I call to the rest stop alongside that I'm called, calling myself to lead the way, get off the path, you know, camp out in the convenience store at a rest stop for the rest of my days. It's just appealing to my baser lusts. Everyone knows you just buy funyuns at a rest stop and you don't even like them. It's kind of an approximation of an onion ring. But it's, <laughs> who knows what it is? I don't know. Cornstarch or something like that. You buy pork rinds. We do have a wonderful path we're on. If you take time to meditate on returning and rest Strength to be in your life because you understood what writing the back of says, hey, how about this? No. Verse uh, 16. But you said, no. We will speed of horses, therefore you shall speed away. And we will ride on swift steeds; therefore your pursuers shall be want to play that again? Those of you who grew up around any Swedes in the region, what the old thing was 10,000 Swedes were chased through the weeds. Ran through the weeds, chased by the, the I'm sure there's equivalently rude remarks back. But that's what he says is going to happen to them. Okay, this is, this is the rot you want to pick up. I'm going to go do this, make this kind of plan, try to claim that the rest stop, or off the way, not do it in God's way, the way you're designed like, guess what, just like the rest of the world, you're going to get chased across the landscape, your enemies are going to win, you're going to be routed from the field. Himself to show mercy to you, for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for Him. He's waiting for you. Your trust waits for Him. Yea, O people in Zion who dwell at Jerusalem, you shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you with the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. Remember, return rest. It's coming back to God. He he promises what the upshot of you not doing is going to be, you're going to be chased across the uh, Middle East. And God's grace to you if you do return. He will answer you. And though the Lord gave you and though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. Your eyes shall see your teacher. And this is, might be messianic, <laughs> Because what it, what it tells you changes how you're viewing the landscape of this decision, where I'm moving along on a kind of way and I'm, I'm, I'm torn away from it. I decide to leave it for my sins and human principle decision. I'm being called back to a point of reference that is not merely make dull decisions. Enjoy the dull things in life. Don't go off and enjoy the. Uh, truck stop. You come back through returning in rest and quietness and trust. And God is promising that something's going to be different in you. You will see your teacher. will not hide himself anymore. That sounds really messianic. The Christ will come into this temple. And your ears shall hear a word behind you. some just to get through life, but I'm not going to try to redeem my life by making those plans. My redemption, my salvation, my strength is all in picking up the quietness and trust. And when God is gracious to you, and His teaching of you, even though you go through the adversity and the affliction, your teacher will appear to you. And then, just like in the cartoons, we have a little demon on one shoulder, angel on the other. He's promising you the God, a voice So as you approach this event from the 700s, what the Jews did, and realize that what the Jews did, Isaiah was answering, and he throws some spiritual advice in your way that it may apply to you and your plan. It's more important, simply put, for you to find the access. does God want dictating to you, yeah, this is the way. Adjustments in the paganism and sin in your life, you will give up the things that you should know you shouldn't have. When we're looking at uh, um, I was looking at the uh, section of Acts um, 19 and Ephesus or Paul preaching of the gospel, people started getting saved and they started burn their magic. tear down your images, your gold and silver-plated images. You will scatter them because you don't want them, need them, because there's a voice behind you saying, this is the way. It happened in the New Testament? It happened in the Old When you choose your God the right way, not by just choosing that he is my God versus this other God, Baal, Yahweh or Baal, I'm choosing a different path and access, access, a different kind of question